Hey guys, back on the couch again for LibFit Podcast. This time I've got uh, Johnny from Diamond Fitness, a strength and conditioning coach here today. Say hi Johnny. G'day guys, g'day Cash. Um, mate, let's start it off. So um, what's, uh, what's, your, what's your role? Tell me a bit about yourself and what you do as a PT. So I work for a company called Diamond Fitness. We, um, what we do is varied. So we have a strength and conditioning department and an education department. So we're at a few schools, we're at Christchurch Grammar School, we are at Willerton Senior High School, and we were at Fremantle College. We also have a training centre up in Osborne Park where we take our non-school-based clients. And so that's the strength and conditioning side of things. We also have an education, education department. So we teach a certificate three, four in personal training and gym instruction. We do that at Christchurch, so they do their Cert 3 in Year 11 and Cert 4 in Year 12. We also teach that up at Osborne Park, along with a Diploma of Sports Management, where people come in and do it, and other schools do it. So, for example, on a Wednesday, kids from Aquinas, instead of going to school, will come hang out at our place the whole day, do their lessons, do their lifting, and get some hands-on experience. They do their prac work there. And same with the diploma kids, the diploma of sports management, they'll come in, they'll learn um, how to run a business, how to run a sports department, etc. And trainers train at the same time. And my main role for there is strength and conditioning. I've done a little bit with the education, but not a whole lot. Um, and yeah, I would have been with the company about five years in November. Wow, there we go. Awesome, man. Um, so what's, uh, what's some of the things that got you into um, personal training like, or, or strength conditioning from when you are younger? Like, what's some sport you played? Or Well, when I was younger, sport was my main passion and kind of the only thing I was really good at and really passionate about. So I always wanted to be involved in sport in some way, shape or form. Wasn't good enough to cut it as an athlete. I played a lot of school sport at school so played a lot of rugby at school play, uh, rode when I was at school then when I left I played a fair bit of rugby uh, played overseas um, wasn't the best wasn't the worst enjoyed it along the way and um, while I was doing that I did my sports science degree and then when I finished that went and played overseas came back was a bit stumped of what to do and did my cert 3-4 through the company I now work for and yeah, got the job in November and been there ever since. Awesome, man. Cool. Um, where else did you study your um, uh, was it exercise sports science? At yeah. UWA. At cool, UWA. Uh, how did you find that in comparison like with your strength? Like, how did you find that benefited your strength and conditioning? Um, it was a good introduction to energy systems. So more for the conditioning side of things, I found that interesting. Um, exposure to lots of different sports. So I worked with volleyballers, I worked with netballers, worked with rugby... Um, I was lucky enough to do an internship at, I wouldn't say an internship, a prac placement at WACE. So I worked with cyclists, I worked with rowers, I worked with kayakers. Um, But in terms of actual overall strength and conditioning training, it's hard to replicate what myself and yourself do on the floor in a learning environment because you can have all the data, all the techniques, unless you actually go out and get your hands dirty, hands-on experience coaching then what you do in the classroom is kind of redundant if you don't know how to apply it. 100%, man, I agree. Um, it's, it's one of those things, like, it's, it's very, indi- indivi- like, you may agree, but, um, like, very individualized, the type of, um, the type of um, strength conditioning, um, like, from athlete to sport to um, biomechanics. Like, um, how much do you find, let, let's say that, for example, like, how much would you find biomechanics play in strength and conditioning? Um, when you get to the more advanced levels, a huge amount. So when you're dealing with ground reaction forces, angles, like knee angles, hip angles, at that advanced level, so for someone at the Wallabies, the All Blacks, cricketers with their, um, their rotation, baseballers with their maximum external rotation, that plays a huge amount. But when you're regressing it a little bit more to what, so to use myself and yourself for an example, in terms of load management, someone's done let's say they've done 60,000 kilos of weight over the week that might be too much that might be not enough that might be just right so but like I said if you don't know how to you could take all the knowledge you want you could collect all the data if you don't know how to apply it it is a bit redundant but it does play a massive role in injury prevention and performance 
outcomes at that high level. But for a school level, for a casual gym goer, probably not as important, but the fundamentals are there. Cool, man. Um, so you work a lot with students at the schools. What's some of the uh, what's some of the big takeaways that you find work well with the new generation of um, kids in the gym? Oh, talk about this all day. Um, they are keen. That it's becoming more accepted, I believe, for kids to do gym as their sport. So you'll get kids at Christchurch who, from year in year eleven and twelve, they don't have to do a sport. Strength and conditioning will be their sport. Wow, so cool. they'll have two years, and and some kids even on top. Of, so they have to come to the gym Tuesday, Thursday, and some Saturdays. But on top of that, they'll come in by themselves, just off their own back. So we have a gym that's open in the morning and in the afternoon, pre-COVID and hopefully hopefully opening up again soon. For the younger generation, it all does, in my opinion, come back to wanting to look good, feel good, impress your mates, impress the girls, you know, look good on the beach in summer. And that's fine. But you do see that very typical, oh, he's doing this he's only doing that much I can do this much or he's not doing that properly he should do it like this which you do see at other gyms but in my opinion fellas none of you are good enough to criticise him over there okay you're not perfect that was not good that's too heavy you're going to get hurt please stop doing it yeah yeah so instead of you know criticising your mate if you if you know what he's doing is wrong go and help him say hey mate maybe try this or come let me know so I can go see him doing that incorrectly or doing too much and help him out so it is they're keen and they're keener as ever and it's all available online whether this is whether it's they subscribe to a muscle mag or whether they follow someone on instagram it's all available they just need to learn how to apply it properly cool man and like what when you're just in your own opinion there because you're dealing with testosterone fueled boys in the gym and you're saying now they're like oh you know he's doing it wrong or you know I can do it better or I can do more like what, what's your what's your opinion on what do you think drives that sort of mindset because that, that, that sort of mindset almost it can be debilitating in your in your younger years um, if you've got that mindset what do you think drives that a um, couple of things uh, everyone trying to be the alpha male everyone trying piss, pissing contest king dick um, could be like their who's own. got the bigger dick yeah exactly yep. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. It's like, it could be their own insecurities it'd be like oh you know mine's not great but his is real bad so I'm going to make him feel even worse about that or I don't like him because he beat me in a maths test but I'm better in the gym so I'm going to make him feel like shit in the gym be like no I say I have a big one when they come into the gym any bullshit you deal with on the court in the quad on bloody recess lunchtime social, lunch time, social, social media, stuff yeah. like that not in here, okay? The gym's yep. neutral territory. We're all here for the same reason. Get big, get strong, get better at our sport, want to look good coming up for your upcoming ball. We're all here for the same reason. So we all help each other along the way. 100% man. And I like, and this is, this is from my own experience, but I find weightlifting and lifting weights or any sort of form of resistance type training is quite humbling. It, like it, it really does humble you, and if you if you're following anyone that's a a competitive athlete in in powerlifting or strongman or or weightlifting, uh, Olympic weightlifting, um, you know these, these athletes are the top you know zero point one percent of the gym population at that level, and and you look at your own self and you go holy shit that is so humbling, <laughs> and uh, it's it always be, a bigger fish. Yeah, hundred percent. There's always there's always a bigger fish, right? And I suppose with this with the younger generation, they're, they're, um, they're, they look at that and go, oh, you know, how can I be like that? You know, can I be like that in one year? Do you, do you find some kids like Massively. that? they got those it big is, goals. It is so readily available. Like, it used to be, you know, because we're, we're tw- 27, 26? 20, I'm 27. We're, yeah, yeah. We're tw- you're 27, I'm 28. When we were growing up, going to the gym, it wasn't, we didn't have our smartphones. Oh, no. We had World's Strongest Man on ESPN. Yeah. And, you know, the odd muscle mag. Yeah, which you had to go and buy. Yeah. These kids, they have their smartphone, they have their Instagram, Larry their Facebook, Wills, yeah. <laughs> and it's and it is more out there. I mean, it's like I wouldn't have known who know when I was at school. I didn't know who was the world's strongest man. Yeah, but these kids now do. I didn't know who won Mister Olympia, but these kids now do, and they look at those. You don't see the average, well, not the average guys, the you know the the lesser guys. You know, the tenth, eleventh, twelfth ranked bodybuilder or strongman. These I see number one. It's like I've got to be that now. It's like, well, no, you don't. You're 16, 17, or even younger, you're 12, 13, 14, you'll get there. Just don't try to get to there just yet. And I find that if they see those programs, 
It's like, this is what Eddie Hall does. I've got to do what Eddie Hall... I've got to do what Eddie Hall did. So the other day in the gym, kid came up to me and said, so we've got a back extension in the gym. And kid comes up to me, he goes, do you reckon I could put... That'd be strong enough to hold 100 kilos plus me. He goes, why do you want to know that? He goes, oh, I was going to do an isometric back extension hold with 100 kilos. Um, okay, why do you want to do that? Oh, the program I'm following of this guy, he says to do that. He goes, why, did, why, does he, why do you think you need to do that? Oh, because it just says so. Um, okay, few things. One, that program's for him, not you, so probably don't need to do that. Two, no, you can't do that because if you snap all your spinal recti in there, who do you think gets in trouble? Me. So I'm more than happy for you to attempt something at a lighter weight, but maybe don't go to 100 kilos just yet. They don't understand it's a long-term process, okay? Long-term training is multi-years, okay? So how long have you been training? Since you were... Since I was 11. Since you were 11. So I've been same business, I'd say about 15. Yeah. It's like, it's, and we're still not where we want to be. Like we'll get, we'll get there eventually. Yeah. We don't need to get there time. now. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a long way to the big show. Yes, 100%. Um, just want to touch on something brought up there about the, the kids following these following programs they get, right? Is that um, a lot of the times uh, you may find yourself if you write programs that it's, it is a guide. Like the reps, the sets, the weights, it's a guide because what really matters is how it feels. Um, and, you know, if something's not feeling right, you don't do it. Um, you're not going to try attempt to do something that's going to turn out really ugly because you know from experience what happens when you do that is it all, it all falls to shit and you end up injured. And last thing you want to be is a you know, 16, 17 year old kid injured um, when you got your whole life heavy. So, yeah. Um, yeah, another question too, man, is um, with, uh, with this uh, younger generation, what do you find now that um, they are struggling to get a grasp of in ways of um, listening to, to the more experienced? They think they can do everything themselves because they've seen someone else do it or they've seen their mate do it. And I think it is something that resembles like a bit of rebellion because I'm I'm not a teacher there. Like I'm a stu- I'm I've got the staff parking permit, but I'm not technically a staff member. I can't give detentions, so they don't necessarily see me as someone they have to listen to. And they listen to people tell them what to do all day. Mum's telling them to get up to go to school. Teachers telling them to do that hand they're working or solve this equation. So when they come to the gym and they don't have to listen to me, then they don't because they think they can do it themselves. And they maybe they've seen it as a sign of weakness to be like, I don't need, I don't need your help. Because there's nothing wrong with asking for help. 100%. Uh, so, I mean, it, this might be a surprise, but occasionally I do know what I'm talking about and I want you to get better. Because yeah. I, I have no ulterior, motive, no ulterior motive here. I'm not trying to outbench you. I'm not trying to, you know, take away anything you've got. I'm here to help you. Yes. Uh, you need... You need to understand that I'm on your side and I want your help. If you choose not to take my advice, yeah. then that's fine. Like that, that is, I have no problem with that at all. You know, but if you're not achieving your goals because you're too proud or too egotistical to ask for someone else's help, because you're already following someone else's, already asking for someone else's help by following someone else's program, okay? You're already doing what someone else is doing. So why don't, you know, take on some other advice? I mean, why would you not want to seek out someone right then and there to talk to that knows what they're doing to help you along the way? Makes sense. That's, that's a very good point. And, you know, that was probably a big learning curve for me is even though I started training at a younger age, um, weights, like my dad first taught me how to uh, bench squat, deadlift. Uh, I think when I was 11 or 12, had me squatting like 60 kilos. Um, this is back when I thought leg press was cool, like leg pressing 200 kilos. I was like, yeah, this is amazing. Um, benching my bench was about the same as my squat bench was always was always strong from my young years but you know dabbed in and out of the gym between that time but it wasn't until 2015 end of 2015 beginning of 2016 so about four four years ago i got a i got a strength coach uh, i had a strength coach who had done um he had just done the he'd done quite a few different courses like charles polican courses he'd done um the australian strength coach course back when australian strength coach was still quite fresh at what he was doing um, but everything was still the same, what he teaches now. And that, from that point onwards, um, that was like, 
I was mind blown. I was like, how did I not get a coach sooner? I was like, how did I not seek someone who knew what the fuck they're talking about in ways of technique and programming? And um, do you do you find you had any similar experiences Abs- like that? Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'll admit it here. It did take a lot for me to want to ask for your help. You yeah. Know, because we in the fitness industry, and I feel like we'll talk about this along the way, is like we're in the same industry, but we see each other as competitors. Yeah. Be like, this is like that person's doing this, that person's doing that, and because. You've admitted that you don't that. So you who, do you do your own programs at the moment, or do you get them off someone? Me, I do. I do my own program now, but you for for the first um, for the first two years of like when I when I was being coached, I went for a few different coaches. Um, yeah, yeah, and now actually, my training's more um, bodybuilding type. I actually get advice off um, James. Oh, uh, yeah, Newton, yeah, so Nukes, big yeah. James. Yeah, so yeah. Nuke used to work for Diamond. Yeah, wow. Well, Nuke was one of the originals. Yeah. yeah, he's been there. Yeah, then he moved off. Yeah. Um, he, he came before me, um, yeah. but when, before I started training with yourself, I used to write on my own programs. It's like, I know what I'm doing. I can do this. So yeah. like, well, hang on. Cash looks like he can lift a bit. I've seen the people he trains. He yeah. sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Why not give him a go? Now, there's nothing wrong with, and that, that would, that I just follow my pride to do that. I'd be like, yeah. all right, help me out. Yeah. Like, so, and it is yeah, like, yeah. as, as men, as you know, you know, trying to walk around strutting with our chest up being like, oh, yeah. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, but he might know more, and that's yeah. okay. Why would you not want to seek out that advice? Um, yeah, what was the original question? I feel like have you, just about what I was saying about um, you know when was was there a point in time when you realised uh, you could make more progress? Ah, uh, yeah. Getting uh, someone else's help, which uh, is yeah. Well, when I saw you in the gym, you said, "Do you want some help?" Because I try, I went, I did your bench press and did the I went one I think I went 132 137 yeah. 147 I was like you know what actually listening to him talk at the comp might need your help and that's when I sort you out yeah yeah so, no, very cool yeah, thank you so yeah no I appreciate it about two years about two years ago yeah, a year ago about a year yeah, ago yeah oh, the I, bench press comp yeah uh, that would be about nine months ago no before that before it was before that oh was it yeah, it was oh, yeah, okay, nine, yeah, yeah, nine yeah, months right ago before yeah, um, so, nine, nine, uh, nine ten months ago now it's you know um um had some injuries before and after, yeah. but I've no qualms about admitting that you do my programs. So yeah, no, cool. Because, well, thank you. Because you know, nice was in that particular role of trying to get stronger bench press, squat, powerlifting. You yep. know more than I do, so what? So go for your life. Yeah, and like the best way to look at it is, um, and this is how I look at it when I offload, um, or more like uh, when I sit down with other coaches, get advice about what I'm doing. Um, I'll, I'll pick their brains apart on what I can do better because usually it's just to help me not think about what I'm doing. Like, cause if I'm, tra- if I've, when I write my own programs or if I write my own nutrition, I'll, um, I'll go, I'll be doing it. And I'll get halfway through two, four five weeks and I'm like, Oh, is this right? Is this right? Like you, can, you start questioning yourself and I suppose you may, you may feel that when you do your own stuff too. It's nice to offload it on someone else as a coach, like as, as a, um, as a strength coach. Because that way you don't have to think about it. You just know, you just, you know, you don't, you don't have to think about what you're doing. You just know the process. You know when you're going to get end result from mm-hmm. that. So that, that does help. And that asking for advice thing, like, so I work with four other guys yep. and we all, all our strengths complement each other. Okay. Yes, so yeah. one of the guys we work with, he's great at high performance training and long-term athletic planning. So if I'm trying to write a program for someone over six months, I'll seek him out and be like, hey mate, what do you think about this, this and this? And he'll yep. say, good shit try uh yes kind of try this or one of the guys i work with is really big on his mental skills yeah so i'll see if i'm dealing with a kid that i'm having trouble connecting with i'll be like oh what do you think about so and so he goes oh he's this this and this try xyz so working in that environment like and they might seek out my help with something be like i'm trying to get x stronger what do i do he goes well try this and this you know there's I guess what I'm trying to get to say with this whole point is there's no problem asking for someone else's help if they can help you. 100%, yeah, yeah. And it is, it is about being open-minded. Like, that's probably a big thing that I struggled with just when I was younger. Like, uh, probably right up to the age 20, 23, 24, is being open-minded to um, other people's beliefs. Like, just in general, not just in training, but in life, right? Is being open, open-minded to what other people do. Um and I still am today. Like I still try listen um, to other people, even if they, even if I might not agree what they say. Like I still listen because at the end of the day, they have a reason for what they believe, or there's a reason for what they do. Um, and 
sometimes you can just take like the tiniest thing out of you know an hour long conversation with someone and that will that will walk away with like that that could change your whole path and results so it's not a it's I mean there are so many different ways to do certain things so for example I was listening to a chat the other day with Mike Boyle have you heard of him? Mike Mike Boyle? Uh, Not off the top of my head no he's on the same realm as like Joe DeFranco so that like um, private S&C preparing guys for the combine and he doesn't make his guys back squat, back squat or front squat. He deadlifts and he single leg squats. Yep. He goes, and you know, we ask, why do you do that? He goes, because he believes for his athletes. So different from powerlifting, who need yeah. to what, squat. What type of athletes does he? Every, everything. Base, oh, wow. yeah, base, yeah. Uh, baseball, American football, hockey, Makes sense. tennis. Yep. So he's based out of Boston. Um, so big. Uh, Big deal in the American, like preparing for the combine yes, and all yeah, that. So, cool. yeah. variety of sports. So, because he doesn't get him to do that because he doesn't believe the risk reward factor is big enough. Yep. Is where he believes that deadlifts and doing single leg squats will get his results. Wow, very cool. And so, yeah, if yeah. you told that to some of the meatheads, I say that word, so use that term, you know. Big boys. The, 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 the big the boys. Solid units. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you try to tell that to them and be like, well, yeah. you have to back squat, you, you have to. No, you don't. Yeah. These guys don't have to. Why would they? Yeah. So, and like, I I agree to an extent on that because, like, if I just like, I don't know much about his um his methods behind it, but just off you said of the type of people he trains, I would I would agree completely on that because anyone where you're involved in a sport where you've got explosive movement through the legs by running, uh, side lateral movement, um, vertical movement, things like that. There's there's not a lot of reason why you need a ridiculously high back squat over a ridiculously strong single leg movement exactly. because that movement like uh, I myself um you know uh when I'm trying to get my squat up I actually use very heavy lunges or split squats um as well as to accessorize my squat because that there doesn't a heavy back squat doesn't translate over a heavy single leg movement where a single heavy single leg movement can translate over to a heavy heavier back squat um so again difference in bar positions but yeah so what what i was talking about with him specifying for those athletes for single leg movements does does make a lot of sense Mm. yeah but not only that because so you when you some someone asks you are you strong you don't say i've got a good squat or i've got a good deadlift you say i am strong yeah, and the meth. If you've got a two hundred and sixty kilo squat, you're strong as tested by lower body. You have lower body strength as tested by squatting. Yes, I could put you yeah. on a leg press, and you could leg press the house down. Yeah, is you don't say I am strong as tested by leg press. You just say I am strong. Yeah, yeah. So it is just. I'm pretty sure if you took someone with a big deadlift and tried to get them to squat, they'd still put the numbers up. Yeah, yeah. So they don't. But the whole idea is they don't. You, you don't have to do that movement to get the result you're desiring. 100%. Yeah. Many, there are many ways to skin a cat. You don't have to do, you don't have to do anything, <laughs> to be honest. But if you want, for certain people have to do certain things, others don't. You just it's yeah. finding that, that risk reward factor of what you program. Yeah, very cool, man. Um, and like, what's, what's something you find uh, in the industry that you've learned and unlearned over time? Because you, how long have you been coaching for now? Five years, about yeah, so five years. Over five years. What's some things that you learned at the beginning that you probably no longer use or you don't find as useful now? I did used to think that there was only one way to do something. You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do that. As I said little, just a minute ago, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. All right, so there find are, what works. Hey? Find what works. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There are many different ways to get the same result. It's about what works for you. So I find I respond well to sets of six, sets of eight. This is for hypertrophy. Sets yeah, yeah. of six, sets of eight, pushing sets of ten. That works for me. That might not work for someone else. They might respond well to 12, 15, yeah. drop sets, monster sets, etc. That what works for me may not work for him. What works for him may not work for someone else. So you just need to find that way and you don't get caught down on the particulars. I used to be really pedantic about little things in sessions. Be like, they've got to do this, they've got to do that, they've got to do that. Because have, then I start with them, have you done this? Yes. Have you done this? Yes. Have you done this? Yes. Happy days. Everything yeah, else is cool. incidental. Is In terms of what... I've, so that's probably something I've unlearned is... You don't have to do one particular thing. Do you mind if I ask some uh, examples Please of what? Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, like so what are some examples that? You, I used to think uh, you. you did? 
like you had to do barbell bench press or you had to deadlift from the floor. He goes, well, my rugby player over there who's six foot three, six foot four, and only 16, 17 kilos, he's got to play on the weekend. He's got to play on the weekend. You don't want to overload his back. He goes, oh, so what do I do? Why don't you trap bar? Why don't you rack pull? Why don't you RDL? He goes, I've got a bench press today. There's only two bench presses in the Christchurch gym. Both bench presses getting used. I'll guess he can dumbbell bench press for today. That's fine. It's the same movement pattern, just a different way of overloading. So uh, I'm sure I could go on. But basically, as long as you hit your key, your key points, then you'll be all right. And I used to sweat the small stuff a lot. Like I used to... Have you read that book? Hey? Have you read that book? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah don't yeah. sweat the small stuff. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 I haven't. Okay, no, I yeah. thought... I thought um, no, no, no. But that's just something I've learned along the way and conversations I've had with people who know more about what I do than myself be like if you get caught up on the little stuff you'll fret over it and you'll forget about the big oh, stuff yeah, yeah 100%. Yes, uh, if he doesn't do his calf raises at the end that won't matter a huge amount if he doesn't do his five sets of squats at the start that might matter that will accumulate over time that is a problem yeah. or if he can't squat if he's got crap technique or if he's being slack you know, that will be a problem if you don't do the accessory right at the end, maybe not as big a problem. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, probably the main two things is don't sweat the small stuff, which that's anything. That could be a point yeah, to yeah, yeah. work, life, relationships, family. And there are many different ways to do the sa- to do get the same result. You don't have to do one particular thing. Cool, man. Um, something you touched on there. Uh, you're aware of a guy named Keegan Smith? I'm not, no. No, okay. Anyway, he um he was a strength and conditioning coach for when the Roosters uh, won the premiership. Yep. Um. Anyway, so one of the... Th- I was listening... This is going back about four or five years now. I was listening to a podcast he was on called Under the Bar, which is a clean health podcast. I used to listen to that a lot. Um, and something I picked up from him uh, was his reasoning why he would only give athletes... Well, he'd, he'd prioritize athletes with dumbbell movements over barbell movements because again like in rugby for example your fins are coming off you know your fins mm. come off single arm shoulder work a lot of it a lot of it's like uh, when you're in that in, when you're in the brute of it a lot of it comes down to single arm strength if you're holding onto the ball that's your job right Absolutely. so he said like would a bench press help you as much as like a heavy dumbbell press he said like yes and no so um, that's where I look at um, any people that planes like this if their sport is their number one goal, I will look at how can I make that, again, like single arm, single leg work um, stronger mm. to complement their um, barbell movements as well. Mm. So I found that quite interesting. One thing I used to get caught up on is I used to plan like these big long sessions that would take upwards of an hour. We'd get through heaps of movement, hit everything in one movement. Then, you know, that over the long term probably wouldn't work out as well with burnout and yep. being sore for training, etc., etc. And then the other day I was listening to a chat with a guy who's the high performance at Melbourne Storm. Yeah. And they asked, uh, Cameron Smith plays there, 400 games of first grade, arguably the greatest number nine ever to play rugby league. He said, how does he go in the gym? He goes, he wins nothing in the gym. He doesn't win the strength comps. He doesn't win the power comps, et cetera, et cetera. But he's possibly the greatest forward ever to play rugby league. They just get him to do enough. Uh, once you hit that sweet spot of what is an, but that in itself is subjective what's enough for me is what not enough for you etc etc but once you're getting someone to do enough in the gym on the training field to get the result on the field uh, in high pressure situations that is that's enough don't worry about the stuff in he won't get remembered for what he did in the gym he'll get remembered for 400 first grade yeah, Queensland exactly. Australia yeah, 100% etc etc so cool, man. that's the other one is just almost you don't want to do you'd rather do and do enough you don't need to do too much of anything yeah, that's, that's for athletes whose exactly, sport yeah. is their exactly, top yeah, thing. Yeah. That's cool, man. Um, some examples, uh, I'll, I'll touch on that with you about how you're saying stuff I learned when I was um, first started out is the gym I started working at, they believed everyone, like no one no one should do a heavy squat or heavy bench, or no, actually no one should do a, a barbell squat or bench press for the first four to eight weeks of their training. Um, everyone should do a split squat and a pole can step up. Everyone should do, what else, what other stupid shit do they make me do? Um, track three raises. They believe everyone had to do track three raises. Yeah, like all this, all this stupid shit. So when I left there, um, 
I actually, I just started experimenting more with my programming. I was like, hang on, maybe not everyone needs to do split squats and um, step ups in their first eight weeks of training. Maybe maybe you can give someone a bench press. Absolutely. And I was like, so I started doing that. Um, and again, it's just it was trial and error. Uh, you find some people, you know, that you just get some people that biomechanically suck at squatting. They biomechanically suck at deadlifting or, you know, their shoulders are so friggin' gridlocked from sitting at a desk all day or driving a car all day that they can't really bench press that well. So um, finding, you know, ways around that. But yeah, that, that was probably the biggest thing that I learned is um, having to unlearn the amount of bullshit you learn at the beginning, all the well, amount of stuff you believe. Well, well, what you learn at the beginning is what you base everything off your, all your following experiences yeah. afterwards. Like you train one way for 18 months then you move somewhere else that does it completely differently. This might be this could be anything like changing jobs, changing yep. states. Like, I'm used to doing it like this. Why isn't it like this? And you know, if you're the high strung individual like I am, you start yep. freaking out. And be like, why isn't it like this? What's happening? Where am I? Because that's all right. Just you know, maybe try this. It's this might work for you. If it doesn't, you know it does work. Go back to it. This might this might work. It might make you better. Now, this is what we were talking about earlier, having that open mind to things. So, I had a new program for the rugby kids in the gym today. Well, not today, last week. And it was different to the ones they were previously doing because the one they were doing beforehand was meant to be done twice a week as they were, you know, coming into their new season. They started... But then the kids started rolling in every day, doing it four times a week. I was like, okay, boys, that's probably a bit too much. I'll change it up a little bit. You know, we'll go from there. And then they were complaining. Not complaining. They were saying, why is this, this? Why is this, this? And the old one that did this, the old one did this, did that. He goes, yeah, that was a program for then... This is a program for now. Yes. Everything that's in there will hit along the way, but you guys are also training at the same time and you're close towards your first game. Okay? We will find a way to get what you were doing in that program into this, what you were enjoying. But this, just try it this way for a little while, see how you enjoy it. And this is, you know, teenage boys, they're stubborn, but I want yeah. this and I want this. Just, <laughs> just, just work with me here, okay? Just trust me. Yeah, yeah. Because It's about trust, though. You've got to have your clients... Or your athlete's best intentions at mind, and if you're not, then you're not doing your job. Hundred percent. Right, because you know they're paying you for your expertise. In some cases, they're paying a lot of money. Yeah. If you don't have their best intentions at heart, then there's something wrong. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I can't agree more. Uh, I wouldn't actually mind getting some feedback. Uh, how do you find? Because you probably notice, like every program I give you is different. Mm-hmm. Like usually very different. How do you how do you find that um, difference in programming? Like what's some what's some good things you find? What's some bad things you um, find? Good things. I like how it's heavy. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I like the five minute rests. You mean the, you got a, you got heavyweight program off yeah, of a strength yeah, coach? Yeah, oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. I like the um, I like the five minute rests at the start. Um, I I can't figure down on one particular thing. I just I do enjoy the the programs. Awesome, um, yeah. Some of the uh, the one, some of the one minute work, I think some, I think it's a bit, oof, Jesus, yeah. what's going on here? Like the one minute, <laughs> that one minute hit for us is like, oh, what's going on here? Mate, it just, it just comes down to, you should be able to last a minute. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Three I, I, rounds of a minute, click. mate. <laughs> Stopwatch. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but there are things I enjoy. There are things I look at and go like, but I know you would have put it in there for a reason so I should probably do this you know I'm not I'm not gonna call you up and you know have a go at you for doing things because you're well and you're right to turn around and tell me to get fucked (laughs) so so that's fine I mean that's the trust I know you know what you're doing I know you want the best for me so be like alright let's just try it get through it you'll be over soon yeah you you carry it and you'll carry on and then you'll be better to go again next week one of the things I love about Johnny's progress is um, his, like, probably the most challenging thing I found with him as a client is his bench. Do you mind if we talk about please, this? Please. Yeah, yeah. Um, your bench press. Uh, that was that was very challenging for me to bring up his bench press. I, I don't know, like, everything I threw at him just marginally shifted his bench press. Like, just so, like, marginally. I'm talking, like, you know, one or two kilos. Not, you know, when I expect, like, a 10 to 20 kilo jump over his bench press over the course of, you know, eight weeks, it was, like, one or two kilos. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Everything else was going up. Everything yeah, else was Everything going- else was going up. His bench press, which is something that was bothering him, wasn't. So, um, that, that took that took a lot of time. And, like, what was your bench press? How much has that gone up now since we started? It feels like it's gone up a bit. Yeah. I think I did a... I was training by myself the other day and a little while ago, and I was... Meant to do a set of three, but oh, I don't know. I must have had an annoying day, and I, I cracked the shit. So I was like, "Fuck it, nah, do yeah. a set of one." Let's see how we go. And I put up one forty for a 
poor as bench. So I was happy with that. I was like, okay, Mara, this is working. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, but it's it's just something I just got to work on. There's, I mean, I can either do two things. I can either bitch out and not do it, or I can keep what keep trying. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna quit because you know I'm not getting. I'm not getting there. I mean, yeah. I may, I'll make it eventually. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a pro, it's a process. I mean, no rush. Yeah. I don't think anyone should be in a rush at the moment. Like we've, we've all yeah. got nothing, no, nothing but time. So um, your deadlift went up a lot. That was that was twenty kilo increase in your deadlift. That, that was, was a big one because you know having the back injury, which you know put my fledgling rugby rugby career on hold for a little while. As a prop, weren't you? You're uh, a hooker. You're a hooker. Okay, hooker yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't know much about rugby, uh, hooker <laughs> is essentially the front of the Ford pack. Um, they have a few guys coming behind them. Um, you can see where the rest goes. <laughs> uh, um, but that was that was a big one, being able to put up good numbers in the deadlift again, considering I hadn't done that for nearly three years. And that yeah. was a big, big... Oh, trust isn't the right word. That was more a self-trusting. Is like, you'll be all right. Yes. Put your belt on. Make sure your techniques are right. Will be you'll be okay. All right. So just just gradually, you know, work in work into it. Wait, do you still do you still use that um like six mil belt that the old one? one? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh love god, it. Oh, we, we got to talk about that. <laughs> but it's, good. It's, good. it's it's got character. It's got character. Oh mate, we got to fix that. It's got, it's got character. It's got character. Um, all right, mate. Next question. So what's uh, what do you love about the industry? Like, what do you love about the fitness industry? I do like watching people progress and predominantly the people I work with are kids and watching, you know, that kid make his first team or beat his swim time or his track time and watching them, you know, just grow as young men over, over time. And it's weird. I mean, sometimes I'll get kids that go, that'll come in at year eight or more, probably maybe even a bit later and just watch them progress over time and be like, and it's interesting to see which way they go, you know, whether they go towards, the Muppet Brigade, or whether they go towards the, Muppet the good, the good, the you know the 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 good kids, for lack of a better term, and this is why they turn out. I mean, sometimes you look at a kid and be like, "I did not picture you turning out this way three years ago." He goes, "Oh yeah, you went the way I thought you would. That's good, and that's both good and bad. You know, both good and bad. Whether who they hang out with, their life at home. Because I mean, I don't see him. I see him for a couple of hours in the morning. I might see him for their sport, and I might see him for a PE lesson." I don't know what they've got going on. I try not. I try not to judge when I see a kid. You know, if a kid in my class is goes out of the way to be rude to me and intentionally disrespect me, but okay, we're gonna have a problem. So, but at the same time, they're just kids, and they're they're. If I'm being honest, they're scared shitless because they, especially like this year, this year group at the moment, because I mean, how what about years is? Hey, this is the current, this, that's along the, that's along the way. I mean, a lot yeah, of the yeah. time they act out because it's just insecurity. Like what year kids or, are mean? Like, oh, um, eight, eight to, eight to, year eight to 12. Okay. Year eight yeah, to 12. yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so they're scared shitless of what's on the other side and they're surrounded by their mates who are probably in the same thing. And they'll never tell each other not to do anything. They'll always egg each other on. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's nice. where problems come from, mate. It's like, yeah, you're, you're... Like now, I, I have a very small circle um, compared to what I had when I was younger. Um, even, what, how am I, 27? So even seven years ago, my circle now is just... It's like I can count one hand how many friends I have um, because I know... I, I trust everyone. Like, um, And when you're younger, I suppose, like you... You almost don't trust yourself, and you can't really trust other people. Like you think you do, but you don't. Uh, you, you don't know. Um, again, like what's going on inside someone's brain, like how much insecurity someone has, and um, yeah, going back to the original question, like why do you love what you do? Do you find you love uh, coaching the kids because you were once that kid? Yeah, yeah, massively. You'd be like, because so the guy who used to be in charge of the company, he left maybe about a year ago. I was one of the first kids he met at Christchurch. And he helped me get a lot. He kind of introduced me to proper training. Before that, I'd roll in, I had a few crappy bench presses, a few terrible squats, you know, try and lift as much as possible. And he came in and said, mate, maybe try this, maybe try this, do this, do this. And also, you know, actually like engaged with me and had a chat along the way, got to know me, I got to know him. And um, yeah, and like now if I can have that impact on kids, then that's great. And also, going up to the Osborne Park facility, if I can see kids go on to make that national team or sign a pro baseball contract or get drafted or make his 
make his whacker debut. So we had a guy um, coming to us at the end of last year, Aaron Hardy. He um, for all the cricket fans out there, he made his first he made his first grade debut against the touring India team wow. and took the wicket of Virat Kohli. Wow. So, so yeah, so big That's deal. Very cool. Yeah. Then he made his whacker debut. Then he came hang out with us for a while. Players and as in training client client. Oh, so in his yeah, off season. Yeah. And then he went back to the Wacker this year, and in the last game of the season, he made, he made his first first class century. So that was a bit that was a bit that was a big moment. And having, letting him know that I had a little bit to do with him along the way. Yeah, you know that that's cool. Like I like, I like cool. that. Yeah. I like that. Very cool. Mm. Cool man. Um, we both um, uh, Ollie Harper. He yep, yep. Well, Harper, Harper, Harper. Yeah, Harper. yeah. Um, yeah. One of the kids uh, I was coaching at, or training at Revo. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you'd see him. In yeah, the time. I see. Well, he's in one of my classes, so I, yeah. see him, I see him all the time. Yeah, like example of that with um, you know a kid that's oh, is not afraid to ask for help or get help to hit a goal. He like, that's, has, he has grown on me when I first dealt with him because. When I first dealt with him, I was a bit, oh, I'm not too sure what's going on here because he probably thought that he knew everything. Like most kids do, Yeah, right? but yeah. he was funny. So my boss at the t- when he first came into the gym, you know, he's, and he's a lanky mother. You yep. know, he's kind of, he's rolled in and he was wearing the hoodie of the club I used to play rugby for. Oh, yeah, okay. And, he's, and my boss at the time was a massive New York Yankees fan. Yep. And for any baseball fans out there... Yankees' biggest rival was the Red Sox. Take the Eagles and the Dockers, but chuck in maybe an extra 150 years of hatred. Yeah, yeah. He's rolled in wearing a hoodie of a club I used to play rugby for. He's taken that off, and he's wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt. So instantly, he's almost offside with two staff members. But, okay, righto. <laughs> then at the time, if uh, if if Ollie, you're listening, I think you, you're great now. You've turned out great. Um, but... At the time, he was very thinking. Thought he knew, thought he knew everything. Wanted to prove he knew everything. But um, along the way, I've seen him develop and chain. And this is in year ten. Two years later, now I can have a chat with him. He's, you know, he train he trains hard. He, I've seen the improvement, like noticeable improvement. And just seeing like that's an example of a kid that could have gone two ways and went the right way. No, went the way, you know, the right the right way. Went 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 a. Went a you know, not down the bat, not down the uh, the other way of ending up being a peanut. He's actually like a good kid, someone you want to hang out with. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And like, um, like just using him just as an, as an example. But what sort of percentage do you see in kids in that like year ten type um, age group that uh, are like that? They're, they're very, I suppose they they have something they want to prove. Like they have something they want to. Um, I suppose I suppose that's where we come from. Like mixed with insecurities of just being a teenager. Uh, do you ever watch Joe Rogan stand up? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. So you're talking about you know a kid yeah. when you're when you're a boy and you're like you know you're, you're 11 or 12. You got life figured out. You're like we got this figured <laughs> oh, out. We, uh, so uh, I play my games and I go to school. I hang out with my friends. And the next thing you wake up, there's like raging boner. You got this fucking massive boner, and you're like, how do I? I thought I had life figured out. And you got to deal with it. You got to oh, deal with right, that and yeah. all the emotions that come along with that. Oh, and you start growing facial hair, and your mates don't have facial hair, and like you know you start getting taller. You start putting oh, on my, muscle. My, my voice started breaking when I was 11. Anything I felt. <laughs> Then everyone else, then, yeah. oh mate, I had it all. I had voice breaking, I had pimples, bloody hairy arms and legs, and then it's yeah. to everyone else. It's like, right, oh, now it's my turn. Mate, you, uh, you've actually, you, you, okay, yeah, no, he's gone on the legs and arms. Oh, yeah, no, fix up, buddy. That's I know I'm buying you for a client, uh, client uh, Christmas present coming up this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving on. on. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. No, kids. Yeah, yeah, no, and there's there's plenty of them, and they don't want to be perceived as uh, whether it's not I'm not overly approachable or whether they don't want to you know ask for help that I mean that's something that I'll need to address to be like look guys you know if you need anything you can ask me like, I'm not going to tell you no but I, w- I want you to get to your goals but a lot of kids just reckon they can do it themselves uh, and that's fine they've gotten their program off their mate or off their brother off the brother's a big one and off their dad is another big yes, one yeah. my dad does this my dad does this like one kid that came into the gym for a little while his dad was Danny Green's trainer oh, cool. for the boxer yeah, so yeah, I was like cool. okay yeah fair enough your dad probably knows what he's talking about for yeah. Danny Green yeah. you know for you young fella don't spend much time in the gym you know maybe try this try this as well try this as well Yeah. Uh, so they'll they'll be right it's just it is that insecurity of like not because they don't want to show that they don't know because you know if in class if you put your hand up and you don't get the question right like oh look at so and so he's an idiot doesn't know anything yeah, it's sad isn't it yeah. because like life is just from my own experience 
life is a bunch of fuck ups rolled into that's how you learn. Like that's really once you get out of the um, that system yeah. of school. Like I love I love the school system so much, um, but it really does teach you that you know it's not it's not okay to fail. Like you have to pass your test. You have to you have to get right. You have to you know get above you know 80 percent or whatever it is um that you have to do and it's like getting it wrong was bad but when you get out to life and business and you know training like failure is how you learn like, i mean exactly i mean i can't remember who i was listening to i think have you heard of gary v yes of course yeah yes. so he was talking about it. he goes you don't need to win every game 100 nil but you won't win every game 100 nil and it's stupid to think you will he goes I'd be more than happy winning a game, you know, sixty-five to fifty-five. Because if I've made six, if I've made fifty-five errors, but I've gotten sixty-five things right, I've won. Yes. Is in life just one big game, and we're all just trying to score points here and there, and we might have points scored against us. We we, we will all fuck up, like, yeah. and that's fine. Like every, across the road at the school, they all get taught as like. Don't fuck up. You like can't excellence, fail. Excellence. 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 Yeah, they, excellence they, yeah. they strive for excellence and that's great. I love that. That's fine. That and that's fine. But they need to know that it's okay to fuck up. It's okay to, you know, get a question wrong. It's okay to not to know how to do something. You don't need to be... Another thing is they, pro- they can be quite defensive if you ask them to justify why they've done something or if they've done something wrong. So, mate, I don't care what... You, I don't care if you've done something wrong. Like it's, I've probably done it wrong I was, myself. I was the same. Like when I when I used to get questioned about what I was doing, uh, whether it was in the gym or just in life in general, I'd get defensive because I'm like, why are you asking me? And it's oh, like same, now, basically. um, it's probably again, it comes down to trusting yourself and being honest with yourself. If you generally know why you're doing something, you've got, and you know, there's no, there's no, um, there's no ulterior motive. Like you generally know why you're doing it. And, you're happy uh, to admit that to yourself. It makes it a lot easier to admit that up to other people. Mm. Um, so you know, now when someone asks me why I do something, I, don't, I never get defensive. Or you know, someone might let's use an example in the industry. Um, why do I eat meat? It's like, well, I like meat. That's it. Like, <laughs> I just like it. Like, wouldn't vegan be better? Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'll probably die earlier. But at least I'll be full and I'll yeah, taste the food. I, mean, I enjoy. Yeah, you've got, you've got <laughs> just, you've got just an example. Yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, they might go, you know, why do you lift that way? I'm like, this is why I do it. And I'm like, oh, but you should do it this way I'm like yeah probably but I like this way <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> um, so yeah it's just about being honest with yourself and knowing why you do it and, no. you know if you enjoy something do it I'm exactly believe in exactly that. and one thing the kids need to realise is be like look guys it's a big bad world out there like oh, you yeah. walk out that door yeah. and then everything is at you you, know, you start this is, might be a bit boring here but it's like you start paying taxes Yep. You start paying your rego fee. Well, you should, unless you know mummy and daddy pay, which you know that's a separate <laughs> issue. But you start paying bills. Uh, I don't know if mummy and daddy want to pay your taxes, guys. So, uh, <laughs> so try try to sort that out. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, obviously. But at least talk you know, to at least talk to your family if, accountant. Well, <laughs> that's uh, that's probably one thing I recommend. Well, yeah, if, but if you're gonna for the kid for kids, if you're gonna fuck up, now's probably the time to do it when you've got that safety net. Oh, because yeah. well, if you fail a years. test, if you fail a test, talk to the tutor. If you feel like you're not getting strong enough, not getting picked in, you know, the first team, talk to your coaches, talk to the guys in the gym. We, everyone there wants to help you and you're surrounded, surround yourself with people that want to help you. As in, you want to help, maybe you want to help them as well, like whether they help them study or help them practice, that's fine. And, but if you're going to screw up, now's the time to do it because on the other side, there is, if you fuck up, there are consequences Mm. because you get in a fight in the schoolyard, you get a detention, you know, the parents might be upset. You get in a fight in a car park outside a bar at 2am, you're, yeah. in, tr- you're in trouble. Yeah. Like, you're in serious trouble. Yeah. So if you're going to learn your lessons, do it now when you've got a safety net. I agree. And yeah. you'll, ne- you'll never, like I said a minute ago, you'll never not fuck up. Like just, you know, learn your lessons now. Know how not to fuck up in well, certain things. Yeah, also learn how to deal with it. Because, you know, and this is probably um, something I see a lot uh, with dealing with meeting clients who um, who have come out of the system where they are overachievers in a lot of what they do. And again, an example might be start counting calories or uh, tracking weight. And they're like, oh, I didn't hit this weight today. I didn't hit the calories. And they get, they get pretty down about it. I'm like, that's okay. Like, this is a guide. This is not the be all and end all. You know, am I right? You know, I want you to hit 100 kilos on this lift. Like, I didn't hit it. I'm like, I want you to hit 2,000 calories. Like, oh, I missed out by this much. Or I went over that much. It's like, 
Who gives a it's fuck? Fine. It's like in the big scheme of things, that doesn't really matter. Yeah, this you... is just a guide of what I want you to do. You didn't do it. Okay, cool. Let's find out why you didn't do it. Maybe you had a shit sleep. Maybe you had exams coming, like you know, uni student or you know, high school kid where they have um, exams coming up, or they um, you know they they prioritize time with their friends. And these all things are important, like their social life, or uh, especially at that age, right? Is uh, social life. Um, and you take those things into account when you're um, trying to teach them that it's okay to fail because there's 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 always a reason mm-hmm. um, behind it. We've got to look at that reason, address that. Could we fix that next time, or is that something we could avoid altogether? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, so that's worried about the consequences. You go if you fail, then the teacher might yell at you. Your might parents might have a go. Yeah, your mates will think you're an idiot. Be like, guys, like it's it's a, it's just an idea, an opportunity to find out where you're at. He goes, you know, like what you can do. He goes, the test is just a way of proving to other people that you know what you can do i mean and sometimes you might get a good question you might get a bad question you might a question you've studied for a question you might not or you might feel good on the day of a game you might have a good game you might have a bad game like that's fine i mean we happy it, ha- it all happens along the way but you know surround yourself with people that will be able to help you along the way and you know not necessarily won't hold your hand like you've got to have your mate because if you fuck up you've got to have and you think you didn't You've got to have a mate there standing by, and be like, no, mate, this is not okay. We need to sort yes, this out. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Because if you've got a bunch of a bunch of yes men as friends, then you'll just plot along, thinking there's, oh yeah, this is the way to do things. It's like and it'll blood in the blood. Ex- yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like have that mate who's going to be, or that family member, or that teacher, or that coach that's going to be honest with you and say, no, not okay. We need to sort this out and let them help you sort it out. Cool, man. That'll probably come to the last question to tie it up. Is like, um, you can probably tie in what you just said there but what's your biggest advice you'd give to um let's let's talk about the younger generation like what's your what's your biggest advice you give to the young generation who um want to make it in oh, anything sport oh, pt whatever any, any, oh jesus there's a could talk about a few things there well let's, yeah, go, let's say to each young pts let's yeah. say learn as much as you can about as much as you can learn yeah. about different training methods learn about different sports Go out and try those things. You know, I'm not saying go and play every other sport, but learn, watch something different. You know, try and find something that interests you. I mean, I've been I've worked a fair bit with baseball over the last few years. Three, four years ago, I had no interest, no idea, and now you know I'm work. I'm I'll watch it. I'll go to the games. I'll work with the athletes. I might not go. I might not play it, but that's all right. You learn things along the way, and I've met some people along the way who I've you know gotten on well with and had some good experience out of it. Uh, don't be af- and don't be afraid to try new things. You might learn something. Um, so the first one is learn as much as you can about as much as you can. Try new things. Be open to new experiences, and just trust yourself. Like at the end of the day, you what you're doing is probably probably the right thing. You know, trust what you're doing. Trust yourself. Trust your support network, and don't be afraid to fail because you will. Like you know, I've had many kids. You know probably not get to where they wanted to get to. But that's fine. He goes, but I helped it with the next kid. It's like, there might be an athlete miss out on selection. And be like, all right, well, we did this and this and this. That didn't work. Scratch that. Let's go again. Because it's all one big, it's all one big journey. It's all one big game. And as long as you trust yourself, surrounded with the right people, you'll be fine. Cool, man. Um, that's pretty much it. So, guys, that's Johnny from Diamond Fitness, strength conditioning coach. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thanks really appreciate me. it. Cheers. Give that a...